Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A dot com. See you there. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Welcome to, Your Life, The Mixtape. The Bodyguard, 30th Anniversary Special. Hi, this is Jen Harris. Hi, I'm Tracy. Hi, my name is Ryan Hancock. I live here in New Orleans, Louisiana. Hello, I am Katie from Books and Bourbon. I am happy to join Greg here today. Excited for this one. All sorts of fun things to talk about and looking forward to this. Thank you for having me. I think so many people love the Bodyguard soundtrack because of that one note from I Will Always Love You, that from the from the video, literally, that you see Whitney sitting down and full voice singing that. I think that uh, that particular note, I believe, made her iconic. And it, and it is iconic to the point that, what, when Christina Aguilera was recording for Mulan, they asked her if she could hit that note. I mean, I, Man, just but I think that's why the bodyguard contract is is so iconic because you just see Whitney and she doesn't even look like she's exerting a whole lot of a, a whole lot of energy. She's just singing. Who who else could do that? Answer no one. No one. Because it was like a tapestry laid over the movie beautifully, which explained what was happening inside their behind their eyes of the actors, specifically um Parker and Rachel. And uh, one of the reasons why I think so many people love the Bodyguard soundtrack, because I think it's it was a, a side of Whitney Houston that I don't think a lot of people saw up to that point. It is probably one of the few soundtracks out there that, one, you don't have to skip it. And two, it's Whitney fucking Houston. <laughs> I mean... The queen of everything. And it's just, and yeah, it was filmed, what, 90, late, early 90s, 
but it still holds up. It's one of those that timeless albums that so many of the songs still resonate with so many people today. I know that does for me, always has. Like it's one of the few soundtracks that I've actually ever kept repeatedly when I switch platforms. I always have to have it no matter where I'm at. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just so good. <laughs> no matter, I, thousands of times, it's probably the most listened album I have after a Tom Petty album. <laughs> My favorite song, I think, is Run To You. I think it's when Parker realized how vulnerable she was. And just in his eye, the whole movie was their eye contact, I believe. I mean, all of the songs are just amazing. And then in the background, they had the Almond Brothers, which kind of explained his background. And those two worlds merging and then of course, I will always love you. And then the vulnerability of share my life and the roots of um, Whitney Houston, Jesus loves me. It just showed uh, just a tapestry of these two people coming from different worlds. My favorite song, if, if you want to always, if you want to know, I think my favorite song uh, to me was I Will Always Love You. But also, I also loved uh, I Have Nothing because um, that song was, that song, like the, the arrangements, everything in that song, like it was like just an amazing, an amazing piece of music. Well, I knew that question was coming and I still haven't prepared for that. Um... Hmm. See, I've gone back and forth over the years. I think it changes. Obviously, I Will Always Love You is still always going to be that quintessential one. Um, but for me also, I'm Every Woman has always kind of stuck with me as well. Like it's one that I find myself, no matter how many times I listen to it, people, if it's playing, shut up. <laughs> I got to listen to this song. <laughs> finish it in my car or something that pops up that I, I don't get out until it's finished type of song. So between those two, I would definitely say I'm my two favorites. <laughs> Man, actually it's run to you. It's actually, it's actually, it's actually run to you. I like, I like that one more than I will always love you because we know that it's a, it's a cover of a, of the Dolly Parton song. And you know, Miss, Do Miss Dolly will be, will be paid forever for that. But I've always, I've always like run to you because it was, it was more, it was softer. Um, Even when I was uh, younger, I was like, <laughs> when I was experimenting with my voice, and someone told me that I was an alto. I'm like, oh, well, that cuts off everything else higher than this. <laughs> it cuts off everything else higher than this. So I used to hum, I used to hum run to you all the time. Cause I I like the I like the melody and the harmony for that. And again, um, me being a writer, I can I can have an emotion and, and put word to that. I think it's a different I think it's a different kind of kind of alchemy to have a feeling and then put a note to that. Whitney Houston has always been special to me. She was one of the first female artists that I just really started to pay attention to growing up. Um, you know, I always got made fun of for listening to female artists, rap artists, R&B artists, singers. Um, so, you know, I hung out with a bunch of boys and I'm like, oh, why are you liking girls music? And I was like, mm, it's just it's what I like. And um, but also time there's been times where that's one of the movies that 
oh, and I'm going through something, I just put it on. It's comforting. I can cry through it. Let out, you know, when I need a good cry, it's one of my top three movies to listen to, to watch. And the same with the soundtrack that it's, it's gotten me through some tough times. So it'll always continue to hold a special part in my heart for that, no matter what. <laughs> that movie and the soundtrack will always be special to me because it was a very vulnerable, insightful look into the world of Whitney Houston and someone who deeply cared about her on set and off the set. It's just such a beautiful movie. And I think the the Bodyguard soundtrack will always be special to me because if you listen to the sax solo from uh, I Will Always Love You, it's my mom and dad's classmate, Kirk Whalum. He played on this album. And being from Memphis, we are, you know, being from Memphis, you know about, being from Memphis, I know all too well about the Whalum family. And I always uh, found it really interesting and always found it really cool that someone that my parents knew was part of, uh, of something so special, uh, the Bodyguard soundtrack. And it, I can't believe it's been almost 30, well, I can't believe it's been 30 years since that movie came out. I remember, and I'll say this in, in closing, I remember in Memphis, they had a thing called the Shrine Circus, and it used to be at the Coliseum. And during one of those um, performances at the Shrine Circus, they would play tracks from uh, the Bodyguard soundtrack. They would light the ceiling. Like the Coliseum, of course, this is a circular building. And they would, um, they would turn the lights off. And they would have them all like in stars and stuff. Like the ceiling would be all in stars, and and it would just be ama- It was just like amazing. And you see all the little kids with their little lightsabers and stuff. And they would play selections from the Bodyguard soundtrack. They would play "I Have Nothing." Uh, I think they played "Run to You." And you're hearing all these songs during a circus that's geared towards little kids, and that's one of the coolest things. Um, about that soundtrack and I think that's why it has such a lasting uh, legacy 30 years later. The Bodyguard soundtrack will have a special place in my in my uh, musical life and um, lyric and lyric driven heart because when the film was released, um, I actually was I guess I guess you could you could say I was um, I th- I don't want to say I was in love because now because now um, I'm more um, clear about what that about what that is. But I was I was maybe maybe it was this. Maybe it was this brilliant this brilliant love affair, but that was kind of the that was the year where my childhood sweetheart and I kind of like really get, came into each other's orbit. Where you know the looks were longer, he would make sure he was like in the room where I was. I would make sure like I was, and that particular and I and I, and I think that was where I really started developing you know my poetic voice then and. The, the lyrics that I heard kind of corresponded a little bit with how I was feeling and helped me kind of to unra- unravel that. So it was, this whole, it was not that this, it was this, you know, um, mountaintop mystic experience, but it was definitely something that I was, that I was keenly aware of, that there is something special about this dude <laughs> who is currently in the world. Uh, there's something special about him and the fact that this woman can sing like this is amazing. So if she can sing like this, maybe I can, you know, push at this writing thing a little, a little bit more. 
This has been a Rod Wharton production. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.